Welcome to Pardes Daily, where you get your daily dose of Torah with Pardes faculty. This time, Pardes is bringing Pesach to you. Let's dive in. Shalom. This is Yiska Smith coming to you from Pardes in Yerushalayim. Welcome to the eighth episode in Preparing to Experience Inner Freedom and Liberation through the lens of Rav Cook's commentaries on the Haggadah Shal Pesach. So in yesterday's episode, episode seven, we talked about the part in Magid that refers to us being promised. God promised to Avraham that when we would eventually be freed and liberated from Egypt, from Mitzrayim, we would go forth with great wealth. And we talked about the consciousness, the cultivating the consciousness of abundance rather than living in this mode of scarcity. I'd like to share from another great illuminating figure, also in the 20th century, who talks about the consciousness of poverty and compares that to the consciousness of wealth. This is referring more to spiritual wealth and spiritual poverty. There's a teaching from the PSS Rebbe, Rav Kalanimus Kalmish Shapira. May the memory of the tzaddik be only for a blessing. Zechat tzaddik levracha. He lived in the 20th century like Rav Cook, uh, and he perished in the Holocaust. He was murdered in Trawinki concentration camp in 1943. One of his books, Bnei Mach which translates as conscious community, cultivating spiritual awareness and expanded consciousness, a way of thinking that is aligned with a way of feeling where we sense the divine presence, not only in the Beit Knesset in the synagogue, not only in the Beit Midrash, in the uh, yeshiva study hall, in all parts of life, whether we are raising children at home, whether we are the CEO or executive director of a Fortune 500 company, whether we are a bus driver, blue collar, white collar, living in Israel, Chutz La'aretz, Jewish, non-Jewish. In all dimensions of life, we have the capability, if we learn to think and feel in a different way. This is, this is what's referred to as a paradigm shift. This is a type of redemption, a type of inner redemption, inner liberation. And the very fact that Avraham Avinu was promised by the Holy One, blessed be he, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that when we would leave Egypt, we would leave with abundance. I would like to suggest that this includes exactly what the Piyasesna is addressing and helping us understand the need to cultivate as a spiritual people as a people who have a soul. He writes in Entry 5 in B'nai Machshavat Tovah, where he discusses the importance of the meditative mind, the importance of imagination, which we've also spoken about. 
a few episodes ago. He teaches as follows. I'm going to teach just a small section from entry five. Regarding the simple Jew who's beginning to just become acquainted with what it means to even cultivate an expanded consciousness. The person's never really experienced this before, where he or she actually senses the divine presence in everyday life. This person can ask a very, a very logical, and it could be a strong question. What is all this eagerness? You may have heard the word a few times in Hebrew, charada, we use that word today to refer to ultra-Orthodox Jews. It literally means to be shaking, to be trembling, to be so passionate, so eager. So this person is asking rhetorically, asking the PSS and the Rebbe, what is all this eagerness, this religious frenzy, our eager trembling to apprehend thought and imagination? in order to bring them forth and enhance them within ourselves. After all, what are our thoughts in general? And what are they fit for? Our thoughts are only suited to think and visualize trees, stones, physical objects, only physical, only to imagine, to see that which a camera can take a picture of. How will it help us to begin to think in a different way, in an expansive way? And he's making the mistake of believing that he or she has to think harder rather than in a different way. So the PSSNA asks, what is this similar to? Similar to a poor beggar who has to go from door to door, God forbid, in order to support his family, he has to beg. And one evening, and one evening, he dreams he's going to be the king. The king. You would think he'd be rejoicing. You would think he'd wake up with a smile on his face. And instead, in the morning, in the morning, he was upset and he began to to cry. He wept. Why did he weep? For him, this dream was a nightmare. And he says, 
ביתי לבד הוא מוכרח לסבב את כל עירו עד שמוציא ביגל רבה If just to support his family, he had to beg throughout the entire town, wearing himself out. Now that he is king? Oh my gosh, hinei ata sheyitkadal ha-melech? V'yitztarech lefanes et kol chelo utzva'av? Now he'll have to support an entire army. Lo yaspik lo. It would not suffice. <laughs> If he went begging throughout the entire world just to raise the funds to support his army and all those who serve him as the king. Does he have the strength of a, of a rock? in order to sustain all those that he is now responsible for? So we may chuckle, we may laugh at that, we may say, what's wrong with him? He's not thinking like a king, he's still thinking like a beggar. That's exactly the problem. See, the Rechush Gadol, the reason why it was so important to leave with this abundant wealth There was a real shift in consciousness. We're no longer slaves. We are no longer slaves. And as Rav Cook taught us in episode one, to be free is our lot. To be royalty as sons and daughters of the king is our lot. So the PSS concludes by saying, because the whole reason This beggar is so anxious and so sad to the point where he's crying. It's because he is measuring his own sovereignty, his own kingdom with the measuring yard of poverty, with the consciousness of impoverishment rather than abundance. He thinks that he will have to support all his troops by begging from door to door, just as he supports his family in his poverty, God forbid. He's not able to raise himself up in terms of thinking like a king instead of thinking like a beggar. To understand that if he were king, the entire manner in which he would acquire provisions would of course be different, of a different order completely. This is what it means, Hevra. This is what it means to come out of Egypt, to come out of that narrow space of scarcity, to come out of that place of I can't, I won't, I shouldn't. It's a consciousness of impoverishment. To move out of that into a space of I can, I will, I must, 
Be'ezrat Hashem, with God's help, if this is what I'm called to do, I will. And that is the mochim v'gadlut. That is a consciousness of abundance. That is a consciousness of great wealth. So I would like to suggest that that's yet another meaning, another layer to really what Rav Cook was initially teaching us in the previous episode. So they both really go together. One is more the physical dimension. One is more the spiritual dimension. One is the body. One is the soul. And together they form a complete entity of what it really means to be redeemed. Thank you. Thank you so much to Daraba for listening. And I bless all of you that you cultivate the consciousness of abundance. As you begin to taste, as you begin to celebrate, as you begin to encounter your own inner freedom, your own inner liberation. And I look forward to sharing Be'ezat Hashem, please God, episode nine, the ninth episode with all of you tomorrow. Todaraba, koltuv lehitoot, shalom v'shalom. Thank you to our Pardes faculty and a big thanks to you, our learners. Make sure to check back in every day to stay on track with your learning and visit www.pardes.org.il for more information about other ways to learn with Pardes.